John 1.14, and the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. And we beheld his glory, glory as of only begotten one from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus was so full of grace and truth that it touched people wherever he went. That grace and that truth, that encounter with him that changed people forever. I hope that you can truly say that today, that those of you that have encountered Jesus have been changed forever. Because I know that that is exactly what happened to me. That Jesus changed me forever. You know, the truth sets us free. This world would tell us that it's better to believe a lie than to live in the truth. But you know what? We're more in bondage than ever by living a lie. It doesn't matter how long you say a lie, it doesn't make it any more truthful. It's just a lie. And we live in a world that would rather believe a lie than believe the truth. Because Jesus said and made it clear that the truth sets us free. The enemy does not want us free, so he'd rather let us believe a lie. The truth sets us free. Knowing Jesus sets us free. The world is in bondage because it lives a lie. And it's happy with that. But is it really happy? Denial does not change the truth. I love this scripture in John 8, 31 to 32 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If, if, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you are my disciples, if you abide in my word. We have a lot of people right now not living in God's word because it doesn't suit them. They're living in denial of the truth. So they're in bondage. Jesus wants us to be free. And that's why he wants us to hear the truth to know the truth so that we can be truly free. We're going to read a story today. It's a very, very long story. But um, we're going to go there today because I love the word and I hope you do too. And this is a story about the woman at the well in John 4, 6 to 30. In John 4, 6 to 30. Now Jacob's well was there, Jesus therefore being wearied from his journey sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, 
If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. How random is Jesus? Jesus is random, hey? (laughs) The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming where you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And at this point his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman, yet no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot went her way into the city and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. Let's just pray. Mighty God, God, I pray that you will reveal your word to us this morning, deep down in our hearts, that we will understand and be changed in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is such a random, random story, we think. It's crazy and so unusual. And yet Jesus knew that day. He knew and he planned to meet this woman. And we think, Wow, it's, it's such an interesting story. Like, what relevance does this have? Why is it mentioned in the Bible? You know, Jesus seeks us out. Grace chases us down. This woman was highly likely an outcast in her community. I've heard it preached before that She was going to get water at a time of day 
that people would not normally get water because it was in the heat of the day. And that was not normal to go and get water in the heat of the day. So she was probably an outcast in her community. And because of her lifestyle. And she went there probably to be alone and she has this encounter with Jesus and he reveals stuff to her, amazing things to her. You know, Jesus, our encounter with Jesus is sometimes in our daily walk with him, you know, in these times when she's going about her daily routine. Drawing water was a daily thing. Jesus interrupts our world at the most unusual of times. I'll tell you a little bit about the Samaritans. So this was surprising to the disciples that Jesus was even talking to her. The Samaritans were half Jew and they were half Gentile. They had their own religious system that was different to the Jews, they believed different things. The Jews did not associate with these people. They were not liked. So the woman, of course, was surprised that Jesus decided to talk to her. It's like, why are you talking to me? Why are you talking to me, Jesus? Jesus made time for a woman who was forgotten in her own community. You know, this story says to me that one life matters. One life matters to Jesus. One life matters enough for him to speak to someone that he should not have been talking to, or so culture says. Jesus made time for her, this woman who had a questionable lifestyle. I believe that it was the grace upon him because it's scripture is clear that he was full of grace. So therefore, as he sat, she could feel that. She could feel that coming off of him as he spoke to her. The grace of Jesus is for everyone, regardless of background, regardless of current lifestyle, He spoke to her when she was in the midst of doing the wrong thing. Jesus does not wait for us to change before he wants, he's got to encounter us with his grace for us to change because we can't change without his grace. So Jesus meets us where we're at. He doesn't say to the woman, you have to change now. He doesn't say, I'm disgusted with what you just told me. No, the grace coming off of him allows her to open up to what she needs to talk about. So Pastor Ian said in one of his messages, the truth points out our sin and grace gives us a second chance. The grace of Jesus gives all of us a second chance. And probably a third chance and a fourth chance and a fifth chance in this lady's situation. She needed Jesus to come alongside of her and to open her heart so that she could could hear the truth. Grace always comes before truth. 
We can't hear truth unless we've first encountered grace. So if you have not truly encountered the grace of God, you cannot be changed by his truth. Grace opens our heart. Grace is what opens our heart so that we can face the truth, so we can hear the truth. Truth is not received without that grace. Grace is the voice that calls us to change. And then it gives us the power to pull it off. Grace is the voice that calls us to change and then gives us the power to pull it off. It's Max Licato said this in his book. How amazing is that? Grace helps us to change. What has grace done in your life? Think about that now. What has grace done in your life? Grace is power. Grace is power to change. Perhaps she could see the love in Jesus' eyes that day and the way that he spoke to her was not condemning. The scripture was being revealed to her even though she couldn't fully comprehend it. He was unravelling truth to her, amazing truth that he had not spoken to anyone else about. That that's just blows my mind. She'd been living a not-so-holy lifestyle. But Jesus met her in the middle of that mess. He met her in the middle of it and didn't wait for her to change first. The same grace that he also shows towards us. Grace comes after us. Grace comes after us. Grace pursues us. Grace is radical love that we cannot fully comprehend. Grace has no end. It's radical and it's life-changing. Jesus meets us in that place, just like he did with the disciples when he met them, when they were doing and going about their daily routine. He met them and called them away from that to a different life. But he met them in their daily routine, in their daily life, and took them on a, to a different place. Their lives were interrupted. Has your life been interrupted this morning by grace? Has your life been transformed by grace this morning? I hope it has because grace changes us. In John 1.9 it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful righteous that he may forgive us the sins and his righteous and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I love this. When Jesus asked her a question, 
Well, he did ask her a question, sorry. Go call your husband and come here. She says, I have no husband. Isn't it interesting that she gives Jesus a little bit, she gives him just a little bit, I have no husband, but Jesus already knows and he draws out the rest. He goes, well, I know this and this about you. But all credit to her that she actually admitted that and Jesus honours her for that. And he says, yes, you've spoke truly and then tells her the rest. Grace enables us to open up to the truth of what's really going on in our lives. Grace opens us up to the truth so we can hear it. If Jesus had left her at that point, he would not have drawn out of her what she needed to acknowledge before him. And that confession allowed him to speak the rest of what he spoke to her, that he told her about what was going to happen and he was able to reveal to her that he was the Messiah. What an amazing encounter. From going to draw water, from meet to meeting the Messiah, to having your life changed, going about her normal everyday life. The grace of Jesus draws the truth out of us so that we can't continue to live in denial of our own sin. Otherwise, what does grace do? Grace sets us free. But we need to allow Jesus to draw the truth out of us so that we can be truly free. The truth of who we are, the truth of what we need, and the truth of who he is. In that one moment, she encountered the truth of who Jesus really was. And that changed her forever. The truth is revealed so we can be free from our past sin. Forgiven, healed and restored. If we continue to carry around sin, if we continue to not face the truth of our own lives and don't allow God to actually reveal that to us, then we're actually in bondage. We're actually still in bondage. We're a slave to sin. We're only truly free when we confess our sin. Because all of us have it, right? All of us have it. And we can be truly free. Healed and restored by his grace. His love gives us the power to change. This woman could have lied about herself. She could have lied. She could have said to Jesus, none of your business. Some of us do that. You're not going there. Back off. That's that part of my life I'm not, I'm not going to give to you. None of your business. But she told the truth. And because of that, her life was changed. In John 14, 5, Jesus said, I am the way, 
the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth and the life. Jesus is that way to the Father. He is the only truth that we have to to live by. He is the foundation of truth because he is truth and he has life, abundant life in him. He is the way out of our mess. He is the way forward into our future and he is the way to the Father. He is the way. If we're lost this morning and if we don't know what to do or where to turn, Jesus is the way if we follow him, if we abide in his word. Romans 5.15 says, But the free gift is not like the offence, for if by the one man's offence many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. So by one man, Adam, who committed sin, the whole of the human race came under that bondage of sin. But because of one man, Jesus Christ, brought grace and set us free for those who ask him into their life have been set free. That gift of grace, one man that abounded to many. That's good news. I don't know about you, but that's good news. That I'm no longer under sin and bondage because of what Jesus has done for me. Jesus was the gift of grace standing before this woman in a random encounter. But nothing's random for Jesus. Your life is not random to Jesus. He's planned it. He's planned it out. He's purposed it. But all we need to do is just, you know, have our keep ourselves listening and abiding in his word. She could not comprehend fully on that day what Jesus was offering her the gift of eternal life, the gift that Jesus has given to all of us. Jesus revealed the truth of who he really was to her, not just a prophet, but the Messiah. The grace of Jesus opens our heart to the truth so that we can truly see and that we can truly live, that we can live in truth, And we can be changed and become a new creation in Jesus. I don't know about you, but God's revealed so many things to me about my life that needed to be changed. His grace opened up my heart to hear what I needed to hear, what I needed to change. The truth does not bring us condemnation, but it brings us freedom. Freedom 
Because truth brought out in the light has no power on you anymore. Because Jesus gave us freedom from sin. Grace without truth does not change us. Grace without truth does not change us. Grace without truth is actually not love because we don't actually shift our position. Truth without grace condemns us. Truth without grace condemns us. That's why the both go together. That's why we need to carry both in our lives, out into this world, grace and truth for others. Some of us probably need more grace. Some of us probably need more truth. But we need to operate in both of them in order to touch people's lives. Jesus is full of both, that we can live a powerful life in him. Because he doesn't want us, like this woman, he doesn't want us to go away unchanged from that encounter. What would be the point? What would be the point in that encounter if she went away the same way? We don't know what happened, but I'm believing that she went home and she changed her lifestyle. I'm betting that that's what she did. Because grace changes us. She went and told everyone about her encounter though. She left her water pot. She left what she was doing. And she went and told everybody about this man that she'd met that knew everything about her. That changed her forever. If we've encountered Jesus, then we've experienced grace and truth. So the question this morning is, have we allowed that grace and that truth to change us? Do we extend the same grace that Jesus showed us to other people? Do we extend that same grace? Do we live out of the truth of Jesus? Do we live out of his truth daily? Do we live out of his word? Have we told others, like this woman, what Jesus has done for us? Have we told others what Jesus has done in our life? Grace does not leave us as it finds us. We are radically changed by its impact on our life. And the truth sets us free. And who the Son sets free will be free indeed. Let's just pray this morning. Mighty God. Holy Spirit, touch us this morning, Lord. Open our hearts. What is Jesus saying to you this morning?
Does he want you to know more of his grace? Does he want you to allow his grace to touch the parts of your life that you're holding back from him? The truth of what's really going on in those places that you haven't told anyone about. The truth sets us free. It allows us to move on. Where are you at this morning? What, what is, would Jesus say to you? What are the questions he would have said to you at that well? What is it that he would have drawn out of you? What is it that he's asking you to give over to him this morning? Maybe, maybe it's a hurt, maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's just a part of your life that you've hidden from everyone and you don't know how to, how to change it. When we're honest with Jesus, he doesn't leave us in that place. He brings healing where we need healing. He brings restoration where we need restoration. In this place right now, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, so you don't haven't had that encounter. You haven't had that encounter where you could truly say that you met him and your life was changed. If that's you this morning, I want to pray with you. Just lift up your hand quickly in this place and we're going to pray that you will encounter with the living God, with Jesus Christ. You'll probably feel, we hear him calling, you'll probably feel your heart pumping a million miles an hour. That's the voice of God. If that's you this morning, just lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. In this place, thank you. Maybe there are things in your life that you just need to lay down before him this morning. If that's you and you've got a real tugging and a real stirring right now, just lift up your hand and we'll just pray for you as well. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. It's awesome, guys. Truth sets us free. Truth really does set us free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just pray this morning for all those people that lifted their hands in this place. Lord God, that your grace and your truth will bring all the healing this morning, all the restoration in the knowledge of who you are, that you love them so much and you want them to be changed and restored in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you chased us down with such amazing grace in order that we could be a new creation in you, a new creation. Thank you, Jesus, that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And we thank you, God. Do what you need to do in our hearts this morning. 
If we need to face some truths, allow us. Speak that to us right now. I just really challenge you this morning to really ask God. Really ask God what, what He wants to do in your life. What He wants you to let go of. What He wants you to lay down. Jesus, Holy Spirit, do your work this morning. Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for amazing work, for who you are in our lives, that you don't leave us as you found us, that you just, you just transform us. with your love. And we just give you all the praise and the glory this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 